Welcome to the Weekly Hijack. Hello, everyone. Our uh, episode tonight is huh? qu- <laughs> question mark. <laughs> oh, it can't. Ju- it's not a sound. It's just a, okay. Well, I don't know. It's it's literally a question. It's mark. literally it's a yes, title. Yes. So, which is a good one for this uh, episode, not only because it's trying to find the question mark on the map, but because there's just a lot of uh, question mark. I mean, this is this is perfect. This is a Dame Lindelof Carlton Cuse episode. Okay, and it has a lot of that sort of like. They play with the ambiguity, but it works really well. Mm. I mean, they don't really answer a lot of things, but it does. It still feels like they're revealing all kinds of stuff. It's classic Lost raising as many questions as it answers. Yeah. yeah. Um, what is the question mark? Well, there's a new hatch. <laughs> what does it mean? Well, apparently not what you think it means. <laughs> what, where do we want to start on this one? Okay, well, my first thought with the dream is like, okay... Where's this dream coming from? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, can we can we connect this to something, or is it just one of those one-off things? Yeah, and it's it's hard to tell. Like in in later episode, in the later Echo episode, yeah. Echo seeing Gimme was Man in Black or Smoke Monster. And I wonder if you couldn't make the case that Yemi and the dreams are are Smoke, Mo- Smoke or, Monster are also Man in Black. Yeah, Smoke because Monster. you know you're still doing this manipulation <laughs> of Locke and. Jack and that lock and echo and the because I'm trying to remember I th- I feel like you need the I don't know I can't I'm trying to think how everything connects you know whether who would most benefit from the hatch being blown up well I suppose men in black but it's but it makes Desmond awesome which is what ja- what Jacob needs <laughs> okay true I mean <laughs> if you're purposely trying to okay so you're assuming that he was purposely trying to manipulate Locke into giving up on the hatch even though it also made Echo believe more in the yeah. hatch ironically enough yes so i mean but assuming lock giving up on the hatch was the end goal yeah then and man in black wanted the hatch gone what would the explosion of would it break the seal on the island would the island itself be destroyed because desmond winds up saving things by turning that key yeah that's true that's true so if if man in black actually wants the in the complete whatever happens when the hatch actually yeah. goes yeah. uh not the the fail safe that Desmond enacted then would it have been a preemptive oh because that's what break I mean, of island magic maybe because again with this highly speculative at this point and I'm forgive me I'm sure lots of stuff in later seasons but yeah. you know we always say season 6 is largely season wait how does that work okay when they when they when they're trying to they shut off the island magic and they turn back on. It's like it's like a the hatch the hatch is like the same thing. You know how they work very much the same. You take the thing out. And oh, it's, the it's, a, it's a fail it's yes. a fail safe key uh-huh. for the giant for the whole island. Right. And right. maybe maybe the hatch itself is a mini version of that that might work towards that end. I don't. Again. That's sort of a big test, basically, yeah. for the survivors. It's it's possible. Here's it, a, and here's a question. And it could about, be it could be island just. Communicating to people, too. Well, and here's a question I don't remember. We know the hatch is containing and releasing electromagnetic energy. Yeah. Is that related at all to the light in the core of the island at all? I See, I can't... And that's why I, I don't remember, remember if, if they're co- at all connected. What caused the incident, exactly? It, it, the incident was them, well, basically blowing up an atom bomb, and there was something at the heart of the island that the Dharma Initiative was trying to drill for, and then Juliet basically blew it up to, well, let's see. Uh, <laughs> My brain hurts from that. Yes. You both are 
rubbing your head. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, let's ask this question. This might be easier. Yeah. At this point in the game, what do we think Yemi was? I, I'm not saying they didn't connect the dots later, but I, I mm. don't know that they know everything at this point as a writer, you know? Yeah. Is it just island or is it black man? Because the, the thing is, the smoke monster's been running around Echo for a while. I mean, you know, they faced each other off. And I, I feel like that's true. He, he knows Echo really well. And he's taking all those pictures from his life. That'd be my guess. I don't know what the, the motive is at this point. Mm-hmm. But it makes the most sense with previous Echo episodes and future Echo episodes. To be man in black. Be man in black. I, it, I think it probably is the simplest explanation. Well, and then Locke's always been, the man in black's been using him forever. Now, what, what they wanted him to get from going down there. That's very, that's very. Well, you know the things, though. for debate. They, Echo, you must help John. You must, I think, I think the goal is to get him to keep pressing the button, maybe. Locke was about done with it. Yeah. yeah. And maybe it was. Maybe the goal was. But if that was the case, it seems like that would be more of a Jacob thing. That's true. I mean, that's assuming you're wanting to maintain the status quo, which, for the most part, Jacob is. Yeah, he doesn't care, largely, yeah. Um, Inle- unless Man Black thought it would completely dishearten Locke to get there, and then, it didn't, and, and then Echo... And he, get the message, and watch the thing, and yeah. And maybe then Echo just derailed it, because, you know, yeah. Anyways. I mean, that... These are, these are the fun things with Lost, that there, I think people like a lot of clean answers. You can, but I think there's enough... No. The, you can make... I think, connections and it seems like there's the creators like in terms of their own spirituality yeah. they, they're very like well you know they, we really like having people just ask questions yeah. like they're they're much more interested in the questions and the answers which yeah. is kind of appropriate for an episode titled question mark i mean it is very postmodern in the sense that what well, do you think what do you think it is and trying to do there are three answers could be true and we'll yeah it's we, more deep if we don't explain it. You know? We we are uh we are still talking about it many years after they aired it. <laughs> <laughs> True. Wow, that, that makes it sound even more like a Machiavellian plot than now, Man in Black. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the pearl real quick since we're talking about okay. meaning and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, so apparently the hatches are being watched, or at least that hatch, at least the swan is being watched. Mm-hmm. Which and is a little I'm disconcerting. Pre- well, I'm pretty sure at one point they do show they do get a camera feed working for one of the other stations. Oh, because the the see Patchy. I, Patchy shows up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mikhail. Uh, but it's interesting though, if I remember right too, all the humanic tubes thing. Eventually, they show that those go nowhere. They go well, not with that. But do you see that camera in the pearl? Uh-huh. I think the pearl's being watched too. Yeah, I think the pearls. It might be more of an actual experiment than than the other ones. Than are. the other ones actually. So are. it's it's an experiment about people watching experiments. It's well, you know what? You know, they always talk about they talk about <laughs> some of these things about uh, B.F. Skinner behavioralism. You know about behavioralism? Is that what's bit. called determinism? Anyways, that things would go just right, like certain inputs get certain outputs. And they mention them on, on these videos sometimes. But observing the observer, I mean, it just, it sounds like something Darwin would do would observe the observers, you know, and figure <laughs> out how people are reacting to people reacting. Yes. Um, but insidious and insane and the Dharma initiative had, was way too hippie for its own good. <laughs> well, we were just talking, though, about right before we started recording, about how the, the Dharma orientation tapes are one of the best things about Lost. Yeah. There's, there's many great things in Lost, but the, the orientation 
tapes are at the top. It's, it's, it's like it's it's iconic. Yeah. It, it, anytime, anytime if they promote a, a Dharma tape, everyone was like, "Ooh, there's a new Dharma." I mean, they would do that, but you know, some they just do like Comic Con, like here's an Orchard tape, and you yeah, know. yeah, and some of those I think were non-canon, yeah, but, but they were still fun. It's all the whole atmosphere and the fun idea that you found this footage, and and it's found footage in the middle of a regular story, which is kind of cool. And it's and you know what's his name? Um, what is the guy's actual name? Um, Chang. Chang, yes, Pierre Chang. Um, you know, he's Marvin Candle at one point. This time he was a completely different name. Yes. But this one didn't was have it his Wick? Own... Was it Marvin Wick? I don't think it was Marvin. Was it Marvin Wick this time? Maybe it was. Possibly, because I know he liked to do the, Wick. The, <laughs> the, the, the light thing. Yeah. The light thing. But he, he had both real arms this time, I think. Yeah, I think so. And not a... Not a... In a previous one, he just keeps one arm at he has, his he side. Has one, he has a wooden arm in the other one, which he loses during the innocent incident. Yes. The yep. I was wonder- interesting though because they look what the footage they show of like the experiments they're watching look an awful lot like the hatch. It's not quite the hatch setup, but they, they must have a pretty good idea how they wanted to order it. It is interesting, yeah. Yeah. It's confusing. <laughs> I always wonder how much of this stuff they had at this point, how much they had planned, how much was just general ideas. But they obviously connect it pretty well as they go. Yeah. But I just would like to know how. I know they don't ever want to tell me. <laughs> but as a writer, I would like to, you know, everyone would be like, they didn't know it. To me, it's fluid, but I wouldn't know how flu- you know. Yes. Yeah, no, what you, were ideas? You don't mind that it's fluid and they change their mind, but you'd, lo- you'd love to get the insight. When you write a book, that's what happens. You yes. know, you don't like, aha, I will stick to my outline exactly. That makes boring books. Yes. Um, unless you're a really good outliner, and I'm not. But, okay. Pe- people who aren't writers don't understand that. Yeah. Michael? Oh. Every line people said around Michael is horrible. <laughs> it's like, let's twist that knife in a little bit more, you know. I'm glad you're safe, Michael. Oh, no, the worst one, though, was when Libby's like, Michael. Like, Don't worry, he's okay. And then she, like, dies of fright. I know. Apparently. Like, the horrific look on her face is like, oh, Lost Riders, you're evil. <laughs> I missed the one before. Did did he do that because he has he's trying to get Walt back? Essentially. Yeah, they haven't said that yet, okay. but... Yeah, they haven't said it yet, but that's... I mean, Libby was an accident. He kind of planned to do Anne Lucia. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he doesn't want to kill anyone, but he he figured that was going to have to happen. Well, and the funny thing is, later on, Michael's like, look what you people made me do. And then Benjamin Ben is like, we didn't make you kill anybody. (laughs) We didn't ask you to kill those people. You just did. Yeah. The others are like, we're pretty clever. We can do it. You know, we'll force anyone to do it our own way, but we have these rules. (laughs) Rules. Yeah. But crazy dream sequences, everything around that question mark. It's, I mean, it was, you know, the whole, uh, you know, Echo's whole, like, look, I lost my brother. He had a crash. He, I came here. I found him. Okay. The, the lock, this is where you lost your, your leg that one time. We, we have to touch on one more weird bit of ambiguity-ness, and that's yeah. the psychic. Yes. What is the deal? Okay, so Echo goes, Echo's flashback is about him going to basically investigate this miracle and what, yeah. see whether someone actually brought, came back from the dead. Which is, a, which is a clever thing, because then it's basically like, are these things real or are they science experiments? Yeah. I mean, the whole the whole episode is basically What's the, the whole faith the whole faith science thing Test- done done really really well in the episode. Yeah, very much so. But the the father of the girl in question in the miracle is the same psychic that Claire went to. That he said that you have to have this baby. Yeah. Except now he he's kind of self admitting he's a fraud. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not the sort of thing that a fraud would tell a pregnant woman. Like or don't have like don't give this up. You here. I'm going to buy you a plane ticket to uh, Los Angeles so that your some adopted parents can get it. You know, it, it's 
it, unless it, someone unless he had some sort of weird change of heart or, or faith, but or people were paying him, you know, maybe I mean, for he, he, someone wanted the baby and he was being the middleman. Yeah, I don't, but I mean, if you think about it, this is like around the same time as Claire getting on the plane because yeah. Echo's on the same plane. Obviously, sometimes we forget that. Yeah, but. <laughs> I don't know it's it's bizarre. But, you know it it really adds uh, even another layer of what were they thinking with Claire's baby with, yeah. with Aaron? I, I like we've said before. I really think there was a plot line there that end up for whatever reason not working for him. They just didn't do. Yeah, because you just feel like that at one point that was going to be a big deal or yeah. a bigger deal. It's it's certainly another piece of the puzzle. I even it seems like even at the end of season four, there's a. Like, Claire gets this random phone call, and there's just backward whispers on it. And I think if you reverse this, something about don't bring him back or something like that. Season four? Oh, weird. I know. It's just, sometimes I don't I don't get the, the Aaron thing. Aaron really just stays. He's just a baby. He's, yeah, just regular baby, as far as I can so, tell. Yeah, I don't know. That's, the, the ambiguity, on sometimes, is particularly clever. Like, I think there's a lot that works in this one. But when you really press it sometimes... You're like, uh, uh, I don't know if they even know what they want to, you know. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the one and I think people who are very logical really want or set for having exact answers. They can point to things like that yeah. and be like, hey, come on now. You're but playing fast and loose with us. And so I think in the large, you know, if you connect in the whole story, you can you can call follow on some of these things. I think as an individual episode, the ambiguity works because of the thematic things that are going in the episode itself. Yes, yes. I mean, like like we said, there's it certainly gives us plenty to talk about and think about. When I think I think the that that sort of like edge between faith and doubt is the whole point of an episode like this. Hmm. And so, not having answers is kind of necessary yeah. if you think doubt's a a valid topic. That's a good point because if you just kind of spell it out, then like. Well, okay, you you settled on something. So I don't call foul for the episode itself. Now, inside the whole context, eh, yeah, there might be, yeah, you can't really quite connect things, and it seems... Now, who knows? You know, maybe there are all kinds of weird... I, You know, they would probably say there's all kinds of weird forces out even outside the island, mm. you know, and yeah. things happen, and, yes, and there is a certain amount of uh, destiny that move. You know, Jacob and, and Man in Black are not the only players, that there is this... Yes. destiny thing that's kind of just explains things that you can't explain yes there is some of that involved too yeah so, so. it's a it's a complicated beast <laughs> it's a long podcast <laughs> so that's that's all we have time for tonight uh plenty of long pot discussion for one episode <laughs> but uh that... Go, and oh, i have to just mention oh, i love mr echo he's a great character <laughs> yeah that and, he is. and it's interesting that he works really well when Locke is um down yes I'm always curious what his role would have been if uh, the actor had won to stick around longer. I don't know. Maybe it was always, <laughs> it was always destined, De- destined for if, to kill him it, off at some point. Yeah, I mean, like it's weird to think of the, there being two men of faith, you know, around the the survivors' camp. You would almost think that at, at some point one of them would have succumbed to something. And just weird because yeah, well, I agree. And just interesting because like. Echo believes when Locke doesn't, and then Echo's kind of doubtful, you know, kind of skeptical when Locke... Yeah, because when, when he first got there and first saw the orientation film, he's like, I'm not so sure about all and this. And Locke's like, yes! Yeah. <laughs> this is completely true. <laughs> so. All right. Well, uh, thank you for listening. Remember to check us out at derailedtrainsofthought.blogspot.com. On iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube. Um, yep. And listen to our, our parent podcast, Derailed Trains of Thought. Yep. It's a different podcast feed, so if you found us some other way... Check that one out. Yes. It's it's (laughs) great stuff. All right. Until next time, this is Tim. This is Nick. Bye.